This is Industrial Enablement, a Click.io podcast created to inspire B2B sales and marketing leaders navigating digital transformation. I'm your host, Dave Carr, and on this show, we'll share actionable insights to build winning digital strategies and deliver better sales results with your customers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Industrial Enablement, and I'm very excited to be here today with Jamie Kermis, who is a principal at LeadMD, and actually the second individual at LeadMD that I've had on my podcast, Uh, and today we are really going to be breaking down how sales enablement is applicable for B2B and why sales enablement is really connected heavily to revenue enablement. So starting out, uh, Jamie has done quite a, a few different things in marketing over the course of her career. Um, she's worked with LeadMD for several years now. She got her start in public relations uh, and really developed a knack for marketing ops. So Jamie, if you could just uh, give our listeners a quick introduction of yourself and talk a little bit about how your role at LeadMD is applicable to sales enablement. All right. Thanks, Dave. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I got my background in public relations. As you said, I actually went to DePaul. I got my master's in advertising and PR. I always thought I would be in the creative side of the world, but you know, I, I spent some time with a big marketing uh, research company and I was the only one who could figure out how to use Marketo. So my <laughs> boss said, I think, I think this is for you. I think you should really go into marketing operations. And I would, I would love for you to develop your career here as our marketing operations leader. So I was able to build a team there and really work with demand gen leaders, product marketers. It was a really great experience. I spent a, a long time at that company. And then, you know, I wanted to try something different. So I got into the ed tech space and eventually um, ended up at LeadMD. So I've been with LeadMD for about five years now. And uh, when I started at LeadMD, the reason I went to that company is because in my mind, LeadMD was a Marketo implementation partner and they focused on helping people with Marketo. And I wanted to get better at Marketo and, you know, over the course of my time there, we have grown tremendously and sales enablement and what I I actually coin revenue enablement, because I think sales enablement is so much bigger, has played such a critical role in our growth since I started at LeadMD. Um, So to get more specific about that, LeadMD got its start, you know, about 10 years ago, being Marketo's one of their premier implementation partners. They would white label some of their services to us and we would just churn through Marketo implementations. And what we realized over the last few years is that people weren't really seeing the success that they wanted to see with marketing automation because they didn't have a well-defined strategy and they didn't quite understand how marketing automation could enable their strategy. So, So LeadMD has gone through a really dramatic transformation in the last three years. We've made a ton of investment in new talent and more strategic go-to-market um, consultants and really moved up market. And for an organization that their, I mean, their product is people, like we're not selling software, we're literally selling brains and people. And so the importance of making a shift like that and enabling your people across the entire organization was just critical in that growth yeah. and in that information. I can absolutely imagine how that would be. And it's it's so interesting how many people I talk to about sales enablement and 
always the tie comes over to talking about marketing automation as well and, and systems. And CRM mm-hmm. is the other big one that, that comes up a lot. So I think it's really interesting to see how many companies that have, you know, explored marketing automation and understand the benefits of that really understand sales enablement. And as you put it, revenue enablement, because I, I do believe that when done correctly, that the systems can really work well together to drive really good outcomes. Um, well, thanks, Jamie, for for that intro. I know that at LeadMD, you know, you guys have looked at sales enablement sort of on both sides of the fence. I mean, you've used it in your own organization. You've you've done some great work helping clients implement strategies. So, could you just tell us a little bit about why you see that being so important in in the modern marketing strategy and and how that relates again to revenue enablement? Yes. Um, so two two things there, you, which you touched on. So internally in that transformation, it was so important because you've got, you. whenever your organization is going through a change, whether that's a large change, like a transformation that LeadMD was going through, where we're really transforming the types of consulting services we offer, or you're adding a new feature to your, your product set, or you're going into a new market there's always a change that comes with that. And we tend to underestimate the the impact of that change. Always. And so really, yeah. So getting ahead of that and, you know, in LeadMD's case, we had to take marketing operation consultants who were used to, you know, talking about how to run a system and optimize a system and start and enable them to have better conversations around marketing strategy. And we had to enable them to work with people that specialize in that space. And so even from a a sales perspective, having better conversations with clients, you know, not talking about just Marketo or marketing automation and talking about really how that is a critical part of your entire strategy was a change for our sellers. So, you know, enabling them with the right type of material, the right messages, the right types of questions to ask, Mm -hmm. and then making sure that that customer experience isn't broken um, when they, you know, when the handoff between our sales team and our delivery team happens, we want that customer experience to be wonderful across the board. And then even when you're a client working with one team to another, you know, you go between different project teams, depending on the nature of the project that you have with LeadMD. So making sure that they're getting that consistent experience uh, is, is really important. And then two, for our clients, I mean, sales enablement has truly been a game changer when it comes to marketing and sales alignment. Across the board, we're seeing that the marketing teams that we're working with are doing a lot of the right things and they're producing a lot of MQLs and a lot of leads, but oftentimes there's a disconnect between those leads turning into pipeline and and revenue. Um, And this is just for an inbound motion, right? There's there's Mm -hmm. other motions out there like account-based marketing or customer marketing, but even just from a basic inbound perspective, there still seems to be a gap between sales and marketing. And so sales enablement, enablement tools really allow you to create that dialogue with your sales team to produce content, to organize it in a way that aligns with the customer journey, to make sure that the the messages that marketing is bringing to market are the same messages that your sellers are reinforcing throughout that customer journey. So we've seen our clients who implement sales enablement platforms see dramatic increases to the middle of their funnel, especially, but then even average deal size, close rates. Um, it's just been it's it's been a really great new movement in marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's really important to, to come back to that point of 
the connective tissue between marketing and sales, because that's really where I've seen sales enablement just completely shine. Um, and, and again, you know, it's, you touched on a couple of things, you know, the average deal size increase, you know, we see, of course, just massive reductions in times that are uh, time that is taken by sales reps to prepare for sales calls. So, you know, reducing the amount of time it takes to create presentations. But I, I really like the point you made about conversations. And I, I want to circle back around to that a bit. Um, Cause that's actually one of the things we talk about a lot is, is, you know, clicks solution takes content and turns it into conversations. Because I think at the end of the day, that's the important part, right? Like the, the sales enablement tool itself is not going to close more deals. <laughs> it's the, it's the salesperson being able to use it and to have better, better sales conversations. Um, are there any examples or best practices that you might be able to share where you've seen some of your clients take that approach and how their sales teams have, have improved on that front? That is a great point, Dave, because the conversations are so important to that customer experience. Um, oftentimes what we see in our client base is that the marketing team is spending so much time creating this amazing content, tapping into insights about their customers, and then the sellers are focusing on the product or they're not, they don't, they're not enabled with those messages. And so it creates this break in the customer experience. So any sort of tool that bridges that gap and can really enable the sellers with the content and the messages and the questions and the conversations that they should be having with their prospects to create that seamless customer experience is going to really increase those funnel conversion rates. Yeah, absolutely. And it and really just reduces so much duplicated effort for sellers as well. I mean, you know, you, you imagine, especially in a large B2B organization, how many people may be making their own presentations or trying to come up with their own pitches and, and, and storytelling for conversations, whereas sales enablement can help deliver that. And as you and I, as marketers can appreciate, uh, stay on brand too, right? So you're, you're, you're controlling and making sure that that messaging is consistent. And as a seller, I think that's an important concept because as a seller, you're not exposed to all of the, the success stories across the organization. Oftentimes, marketing is the one that are aggregating those stories. And so, you know, for me in my role, I am absolutely responsible for customer success. In my role as a principal, it is my job to understand the direction that my clients are going, help to shape that direction and to develop solutions. Now, we work with a lot of clients. So oftentimes the stories and the solutions that we work on with one client are applicable to another, but I'm not the principal for every single client that LeadMD has. So for me and even my role, it's really important to, to have all of the stories of client success at my fingertips, because you're right, it does, it helps me tell a better story and it also reduces the time that I'm spending to come up with a good story. Well, Jamie, that's a great point. Um, one thing I want to circle back around to, and and you mentioned this earlier, and also in our our prep, uh, you mentioned change and change management, and how when an organization is going through transformation in their organization, which a lot of B two B companies are, the digital mm-hmm. transformation is one of the biggest buzzwords we hear right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned how sales enablement can be really critical for organizations to manage through that change and to give them a tool through that change. Um, Could you just elaborate on that a little bit? Maybe tell us some more about your view of that and then also some examples. Yes, it's, it's such a good topic because most of the time organizations, 
in my experience, don't always have a role specifically for change management. And so yep. oftentimes the sales enablement manager or the internal communications team is responsible for managing that change. And, it, you know, sales enablement as a category generally allows you to tap into the needs of the sellers and understand how does this impact me and what is, what's in it for me with this change and enable them with materials to, to understand that change. And, you know, if this is a product change or a market change, they're going to need to shift the way that they, they talk about things. Um, and so, you know, I think that these sales enablement tools become one of the sales enablement managers, main, um, tools in their toolkit for enabling change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, I liked your points earlier around, other customer success stories, case studies, best practices. I mean, I think that's such a great way to share wins because I think an important part of transformation is celebrating early wins, reinforcing, uh, and, and there's just so many opportunities to do that with with sales enablement. Um, mm-hmm. We were also talking too about you know some of the business outcomes related to sales enablement and sales enablement strategy, and and I really like your your concept and connectivity to revenue and enablement as well. Um, could you talk a little bit more about some of those outcomes? And let's think, you know, again, specifically for B2B, what are some of those business outcomes that sales enablement can bring and how that ultimately leads to revenue enablement? Yes, yes. And when you think about revenue enablement, I think about everybody who's responsible for a piece of the the revenue pie, right? Marketing, sales, customer success, um, customer service. If you have a customer Mm -hmm. service team, there's so many people that are talking to your customers. So just making sure that all of those people are saying the same thing, they're enabled to have the right types of conversations. You know, for us personally, I, I, you know, I have some client examples I could share as well, but for LeadMD, we have seen our average deal size almost double in the last year. Yes. The last year and a half. It's, it's been a wild ride to be honest. (laughs) Um, Like I said, we went from just consulting on Marketo implementations to consulting on customer journeys and messaging and positioning. And so for LeadMD specifically, the average deal size was one business outcome. But on the flip side, as a consulting business, and this is applicable for any B2B business, when you're producing revenue, when you're making bigger deal sizes, when there's that momentum and everybody's feeling good about the customer engagements, employee churn is reduced as well. For us specifically, we, you know, about three years ago, we were, you know, consultants were coming in and leaving after one to two years because they, they learned everything they could about Marketo and they were like, okay, I'm leaving. But as we started to go up market and really go through this transformation as an organization and our deal sizes increased, well, now we are able to hire more consultants allow our existing consultants to go deeper with one specific client because those deal sizes were much larger and just improve the quality of of work and the happiness of our consulting team. And also it was a new challenge for our sellers. You know, they really, because of the enablement arm and 
um, we developed this uh, catalyst marketing framework, which is essentially this lens in which LeadMD solves problems. And by enabling them with those types of tools, they started to have more fun conversations with buyers. And we have not had one sales rep turn in the, since I've started at LeadMD. And our turn rate within our employee base, I don't know the exact numbers, but I can tell you that it has dramatically decreased. So there's... There's always the focus on revenue, higher close rates, higher deal sizes. But on the flip side, I would look at operationally, are you cutting costs by by keeping more of your employees and improving their happiness? Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, investing in, in talent is so important these days. And again, when, when I look at sales enablement, you know, and it is sort of funny if you, you think about that ecosystem of all the things connected to revenue, you know, it's marketing, it's sales, it's customer success, and even, you know, the HR perspective as well, right? So if you're investing in your employees, you're developing them, you're making them more effective, then you're going to drive those business outcomes. You know, one of the things I think that's so cool about sales enablement is you can deliver that training content along with all of the marketing related things because you know hey I mean it's it's easy to get stuck there you know especially if you're in marketing if you're and if and if you're listening to this if you're a marketing leader you know it's it's easy to focus on the marketing aspects yeah we all want to work better with sales if you're in sales it's easy to focus on oh hey this this helps me you know <laughs> make my presentations faster or whatever but the training element I think is very very often overlooked and how important that is in investing in in your employees and especially getting back to the change management too, right? So using the tool to, to lead through that. And I mean, even as a marketing leader, finding good marketing talent today is challenging. To say right? the and least. <laughs> and then also, you know, as a marketer, you want your sales team to be on their game. You want to have the best sellers to really take what you're, you know, to, to be your partners in generating that revenue. And so employee churn should be something that you're looking at very closely. You know, since you are, are so experienced with Marketo uh, and marketing automation in general, and, and getting back to this idea of, of revenue enablement and how it's that bigger ecosystem, um, you know, I'd really be interested to get your insights as well around how you see sales enablement fitting into that overall digital toolkit when you think about, you know, marketing automation, which Marketo is a great solution that, you know, that part, of, I mean, there's so many good ones out there. Um, CRM, I mean, there's the whole MarTech stack. Um, but, but I guess maybe just because you have some experience there, I mean, how would you view the, the sales enablement lens vis-a-vis all those other solutions? So sales enablement as a function and then sales enablement as a tool. I'll, I'll talk about both. So very, very important to define the yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah. So sales enablement as a function, which again, like I really think about it as revenue enablement. If you think about a wheel, like they are the center. They really are that connective tissue working with all of the customer facing departments. And um, I think it's a mistake to think about sales enablement just as sales enablement because Sales enablement enables marketers to make better use of their content and have better conversations with sales. Sales enablement allows sellers to have better conversations with customers and customer success reps as well, you know. Um, So I think of sales enablement as that connective tissue, as the function. As a tool, the way that I think about sales enablement is really an optimizer of what everybody else is already doing. So marketing is using their marketing automation tool to to bring in leads, to engage with customers, uh, depending on your setup, uh, 
you know, your marketing automation system can really be the engagement hub where you're bringing in data from, you know, like social listening and um, webinars and events and all of these disparate data sources can flow into that marketing automation platform to be able to react to customers and where they're at in their life cycle with you and what they care about. So I think of marketing automation very much um, as that customer engagement engine on behalf of the company. The sales enablement tool is is everything else. <laughs> so <laughs> when a customer isn't react isn't engaging just with the company and with the thought leadership and with the brand, they're enabling they're they're interacting with a person. And oftentimes it's a BDR, it's a seller, it's a customer success representative. And I'll tell you what, as much as what I love CRM, I will tell you everybody there's there's I think a misunderstanding on where people are spending their time today. Everybody says sellers are in Salesforce all day. I can tell you our sales team is not in Salesforce all day. They're in Outlook, they're creating presentations, yep. they're looking for content on the internet to put into their presentations. They put they probably spend 20% of their day in Salesforce. Oh yeah. So yeah, so that's where to me a sales enablement platform is a game changer because it centralizes everything. So it reduces the time that you need to spend on all those disparate places to tell a story. Um, so it helps you build presentations. It help you, helps you find success stories. And it makes the engagements with people, which you want your sellers and customer success reps to be having. You'd rather them be on, on the phone with people having good conversations than spending time in CRM or building presentations. So it really enables that, which is the meat and the the really, in my opinion, it's the most important part of revenue generation is that experience with your people. I, I could, could not agree more because it is, at the end of the day, we're all human, right? And people buy from people. Relationships still matter as much as they ever have in, in different ways. Now, it's not, you know, the, the good old boy way of hunting and fishing and just those kind of boondoggling to make sales. I mean, I think that's, that's going away, but, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, and we talk a lot about trusted advisors, you know, and I think that when you start to think about how sales can have those conversations better and tell those stories, when you're using things like sales enablement, it's, it's way easier to be that trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? That builds equity, that creates relationships. And it's the human person to person selling that, that, that reaps the benefit of that. That is such a good point. Uh, you know, as consultants, that is our goal as well. And I think there's there's a very, um, you know, for a while, the big sales methodology was the challenger mentality. And now it's the trusted advisor. You know, everybody wants to be a trusted advisor. So, you know, buyers only have so much capacity and to have a trusted advisor. And so to <laughs> actually really be a trusted advisor, first, you have to just be able to help them solve their problems. The the better the experience that you can make it for your sellers, and I do believe still in the challenger mentality, getting them to think bigger about a problem, challenging them with something that they may not know, like that's table stakes. And if you can't do that, there's no way you're going to be a trusted advisor. So a sales enablement tool allows you to you know, have the table stakes. It levels out the playing field for your sellers to bring the right messages and conversations to the table. And then the rest of it, the relationship building, all of that extra stuff that goes into selling is, it really facilitates that trusted advisor relationship. Well, as we start to think about kind of wrapping up key points here, um, 
one of the things I always try to do on this podcast with my guest is to take some tactic knowledge that that people could walk away with and, and actually apply. So it's always fun to talk about big concepts, but what are some of the things that, that can really make a difference or where can you start a journey? Uh, so if you were to think about, you know, two to three key um, messages that someone listening to this could walk away with and begin to apply in their business, what would that be? My first tactical takeaway is to establish a sales enablement charter. It's something that I, I know there's a lot of talk about it and it feels very conceptual, but if you actually take the time, it doesn't have to be fancy, sit down identify the business outcomes that you're trying to influence, understand where the gaps are today and create a plan for, you know, if you need to hire a new person, if you're going to put a different person into the sales enablement role, if you're going to add responsibility to other people in their existing roles, what in your mind and in what your company is trying to achieve will make a sales enablement program successful. So put pen to paper, get the right people in a room, whiteboard it out, that's where I recommend everybody starts. Um, so we help our clients do that. We help ask the right questions. And it's very interesting to hear the responses um, from people because they just have different ideas of what sales enablement is and what they should be focused on and who should own it. And so, you know, you have to get alignment on that first. So that's my first one. My second one would be think about sales enablement as revenue enablement. And I've, I've talked about this a lot in this in this podcast, but thinking about sales enablement just as a function that supports sales is short-sighted. Now you might start with sales. Once you get everybody in the room and you decide we have a problem with training our reps or we have a problem with the quality of conversations, it may make sense to start there, but you should have a roadmap for what that looks like in the future. Because anybody that's talking to the customer, whether that's through an email or a phone conversation or a, a drift chat, chat bot on your website, it all needs to create a, an experience for that customer. And I believe that revenue enablement can touch all of those different pieces. And then my, my third takeaway would be, this is a very tactical marketing takeaway, but make sure you understand the journey and you are mapping your content to the journey and to the persona, and that you share that same definition of journey with your sales team. So make, you know, do some customer research, make sure you understand the moments that matter across that journey, and you're developing marketing programs and content that maps to that journey. And then when you've got a sales enablement platform, you're able to aggregate all of that content, tag it in a way that makes it very findable and useful for your sales team and really propels that customer experience. Those are three super solid takeaways. And uh, I could not agree more on, on all of those. Uh, I think th that this episode is really going to have a lot, a lot of uh, octane in terms of, uh, of concepts. And uh, Jamie, I really appreciate you sharing those. Um, so in conclusion, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to put uh, in the show notes, I'll have a link to Jamie's LinkedIn profile, uh, also to Lead MD's website. Um, just can't say enough good things about the, all the folks that I've, I've talked to there, Josh Wagner included, who was on episode two of my podcast, if you haven't listened to that. Uh, but Jamie, thank you again for, for joining today. Uh, I really have enjoyed this conversation, and I certainly think that anybody listening will, will have a lot to take away. So... 
Uh, Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you have not done already, uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you're finding the content that uh, that you're getting on this podcast uh, quality, then go ahead and give us a good rating. And we look forward to talking to you again next time.